2: Good evening,
3: Blue Jays fans, and welcome to the not-so-spring training version of uh, J-Bird Watch Scene. There's a blizzard everywhere around Toronto and New York, it seems like, right now. <laughs> At least it's starting outside. I can see it. Um, so anyways, it is spring training, and with me, as always, Ken Alfred, Jason Lyons. How are you two doing this evening?
4: Cold. I could have sworn last <laughs> episode we were talking, and I said barbecue weather and shorts weather, and it's... God damn it. I'm feeling I yelling feel like it, last uh, week yeah. when I
3: was feeling better that um, I also said I was cruising with the windows down and yeah. <laughs> there was some niceness going on. Jason, Sun? things <laughs> a little nicer in Vancouver.
5: Yeah, well, it's, it's cold, but it's really nice and clear. It was a beautiful sunny day. We're actually expecting a a, a, a tickle of snow tonight. Um, but I mean, the last couple of days have sort of been eight, nine degrees and and quite, quite nice. So looking a lot more springy. Um we got baseball practice tonight and we're probably going to warm up outside if, you know, if it doesn't get too, too cold. Um, so yeah.
3: Yeah. The tickle of snow is a little different than what I hear is I'm actually going to have to use my snowblower again, finally this winter. Mm. I don't know. I don't get it. I usually use it a bunch of times in freaking New York where I live, you know, but apparently Buffalo's eating it all the snow this year. (laughs) So anyways, also with us this evening from jaysjournal.com, david salaturo how you doing <laughs>
2: oh
6: thanks for having me
3: always a pleasure to have you and anybody from jay's journal for that matter back and it's always a good time here I and mean, we get to make this like you know a quartet instead of just a triplet <laughs> so let's just dive right into it boys because you know there's enough weird things going on already and i'm wondering that the blue jays are just starting to stack karma up a little bit here and i'm just gonna throw this out here does anybody heard what john schneider did that made like national level news the last week david you
6: know the story you want to pretty crazy you know tell the blue jays fans He was at a restaurant in Dunedin, saw a woman choking he gives us knowledge of the heimlich maneuver just like he rescued the jays last last year he rescued her (laughs)
3: there you go and like and to that point like i said that made national headlines as um somebody that's always super calm cool and collective i could see him you know i can picture him jumping into that situation and diving you know just ha- handling it and thank god the, everybody's all right and there's no choking and the blue jays get a nice little karma story right here at the start off spring training um and then the next piece to that john schneider First full workout day apparently had the speech of all speeches. I'm dying to hear a recording of this whole thing. I haven't heard it yet and (laughs) I can't find it, but John Schneider might be the igniter that this team is needed. And we've talked about what is that piece? What brings the blue Jays and this talent to that next level? Is it maybe, is it just as simple as this? We have the manager that we should be moving into the, you know, riding off into the sunset with, and going from there. Uh, Jason, it looks like you've got the gears turning on that. Do you want to run with that one a little bit?
5: <laughs> yeah. It's funny. Cause I, I, I read a little bit about it and, um, I, I don't know if it was an insider or one of the players said they kind of akin the speech to like the Herb Brooks, um, from miracle, um, you know, where it was like, guys were like, like getting up and like, like clenching their fists and like, like like that run through wall. That's how I like to call it a run through flips. And (laughs) Um, so, I mean, I've always liked, I've always liked Schneider a lot. Um, he motivates and coaches us very similarly to myself. And so when I'm watching him, you know, I see my own mannerisms and stuff like that. And so when he's, you know, I I like to get the kids fired up and I, I like to, use a lot of the, uh, you know, mental game. If, if you can, as much as you can use it. And I feel like he, it does a very, very, very good job. You can see it at the end of last year, not only balancing, but making sure that the guys are fired up, ready to go. You know, he knows when to get involved with a, with an argument with an umpire or something like that. And, and, you know, I just, I I like his style and I think that he is going to be a key cog for the Jays for this year, for sure.
3: Yeah. Ken, do you want to weigh in on what it means to have somebody like John Schneider for the whole season? And this is his first real spring training run in the club. And the first headlines of things have been the team has been much closer. It's a different vibe around this camp and a little bit more regimented than it's been over the last few years was kind of what they've been saying from the first few weeks of camp here and the first full day of camp.
4: (laughs) I want to hear the speech. That's why I want to hear of, of the brave heart like proportions from what we're reading in the papers. I can't wait for it. I mean, you're right. He could be the, ign- the igniter that the Jays are looking for, where, you know, he has that explosive mentality if he needs to be, but he's also, you know, he gets everyone, he rallies them all together into, I think the Jays are ready to go to battle. So I'm very excited to see the season coming up. And if they are going to battle and he's one of the ones that are leading the way
3: on this whole thing, just look at the rest of that management team. I don't want to be some pissed off umpire. (laughs) I don't want to be the opposing coaches that are getting yelled at by not only John Schneider, uh, Pete Walker, who we've seen get very, emotional and livid over the years. And then just throw Donnie baseball in. no, no, no big TLC, yeah, You know, Joe you're Stein just going to have somebody. What are you talking about? It's just <laughs> like a boomerang. Just. <laughs> so, but I, I, I just can't imagine with that core group that this doesn't light a fire under their asses a little bit. They have literally a hall of famer sitting on the bench with them and they showed him taking pictures, uh, fielding practice and some of Hazel May's videos last week, it, I, I think it's very exciting. David, you look like you got something to add to that.
6: Yeah, I wasn't like a fly on the wall for the speech or anything, but from what I've seen, this message is basically like, it's time to stop being like an up-and-coming team. Like our time is now. It's time to go seize the opportunity that we have. So, yeah.
3: And it, it wasn't exactly the Bull Durham lollygagger speech, but, <laughs> 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 uh, but it, I, I that, that, that's exactly it. The window is now right? They, ha- they have to start doing something with this. So does anybody have anything else they'd like to add before we stream, storm into the East? I,
5: I, I do, I do want to say this. I mean, it's it's slightly off topic, but it's dead on the topic. Um, it is okay. very important for people to make sure that they do have their safety and they do are up to date on their things like that. Um, we had a gentleman go down uh, at the winter club where I'm a member and, uh, had someone not known how to, um, how to save this guy's life, he'd be dead right now. And I mean, he's a 66 year old guy out playing 60 year old man hockey. And, um, if there wasn't somebody who would taken the, you know, the hour or whatever it takes, I just did mine and it, it takes a little bit less than an hour to get your full safety. Do it. It's so good for you. Um, I know it's hard for people to get involved sometimes, but just to have the yeah. knowledge even is, is, is key. Yeah.
3: And then the funny yeah. thing is to hearken where you're going there too. I don't know if anybody has read the uh, story of Kim Pagula, the blue or the Buffalo bills owner, because of all the other stuff that's been going around the, with the Buffalo bills with Tamar Hamlin, who was saved with the response, first responders yeah. and the team members and everything like that. But um, her daughter um, is a world renowned tennis player and she's really, really damn good and was going to Wembley to play, and she was afraid to go because in the midst of this whole thing, her mom has been really suffering trying to get healthy again because if her sister wasn't home with her randomly, she might not be walking the earth anymore for the same kind of thing because she was able to administer CPR until the ambulances showed up. So to that point, that's two stories in my fandom within the last six months that, that kind of training has helped somebody and you don't hear it enough
4: yeah and the thing the funny thing too is I used to volunteer at St. John Ambulance as medical first responder for just a couple of years and you know I, lo- I I got the advanced training versus more than just the basic safety that everyone everyone should be taking but even still <laughs> it's very important that I'm hoping that uh, St. John Amos used to have like a kids program with like 10 or 12 year olds to be Learning how to do that, I, I don't know if they have any more, but I'm definitely going to be having them take their courses, especially my daughter who might want to be a babysitter. So we'll see. But uh, everyone yeah, out there, get was your first one. aid and CPR. You never know when you might need it. It's better to have it than not use it.
5: We need that thing. We need that thing now to sweep in that one to grow on that they used to do.
4: <laughs> the more you know. Oh enough. god. We just
3: did our G.I. Joe PSA for the day, you know. <laughs> <laughs> and knowing it's half the battle. Exactly. <laughs> so, oh, so, anyways, as we talk, well, we were starting to lead toward this as if uh Schneider and this management core is the igniter that his team has been lacking the last couple of years. And I I can't say it's because of talent lacking over the last few years. There's, it's been something missing. It could be an intangible kick in the butt. It could be this, it could be too much goofing, you know, whatever it is. I really don't care. We had this problem pre 2015 with the Toronto blue Jays too. How do you get over the hurdle? And then you cleaned house and brought in Josh Donaldson and all these other guys that really changed the culture just enough. I feel like that kind of thing is happening again. So in the midst of this whole thing, we were a 91 team last year. Where do the Toronto blue Jays stack up is the current question on many blue Jays fans, uh, minds, especially after stupid comments that we talked about in length last week from certain red Sox ex closers that, you know, just apparently think we're a fourth place team. (laughs) Just saying you can listen to last week. If you're wondering about the weird goofball, yeah, there he is. (laughs) Um, So first things first, let's talk about where we sit right now. How confident are we? Are we still a 90-win team? And let's go around the horn here. We'll start with Dave.
6: I think we're actually better than a 90-win team. I think we've gotten better in the offseason. Marshall, Bassett. I think it's a better team than we'll see from last year. Even Vlad Jr. had a bad year a bad year last year in quotes <laughs>
3: but if he's better yeah, he's... a bad year at like what a 4.0 war or something <laughs> that gold bluff don't worry about it <laughs> so if, as you work better
6: and if he's better then the team will be better so i think we're pretty be 93 even as much as 95 wins i, I certainly believe so
5: uh, Davidson, you're up. Uh, we still uh, a 91 team, or 100% agree with David. Um, I think the Jays are somewhere between 94 and 97 wins this year. Um, I think this is going to be a serious statement by the Jays this year. Um, you know, to bombs, you know, credit, I think the Red Sox are actually going to be the bottom of the barrel. Um, you know, it, it, I feel like the Yankees are going to chase the Jays the whole way through. Um, I, I don't know if they've got the 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 cohesion that they need. Um, they're now talking about moving Stanton and and Judge and, fee- and the, the, into their respective other fields. Um, you know, I just feel like they're 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 not a team. They're they're a bunch of individuals. They all they have been for a long time. So, I mean, I've got the Jays. You know, sort of ninety five and sixty seven. You know, somewhere in that wheelhouse uh, and winning the AL East. Hmm.
2: Hazel?
3: Or I mean, that no, Jason Ken, your turn. Sorry, I think <laughs> I, I'm yeah. going wrong wrong way. That's all right,
4: <laughs> I think 90 win minimum. To be honest, like I think a lot of the, I think we're just going to continue the momentum from last season. I think the newest additions like Varsho and all the other guys that we talked about are going to feel like they have a chip on the show. They're going to step up, and I just feel like now that uh, now that Bo is now more stable and and now that he signed the you know the latest deal, I think he'll just be. Not take his foot off the gas. I just think there'll be it's one less thing to worry about. It'll be more fo- more focused on performing versus oh having to go to arbitration or having think about what to do now, right? So I think we're definitely going to be, like I said, if not the top team battling for second at least.
3: So I agree with all of you. And I do think that the one thing that nobody's talking about in this whole thing is other than the fact that we have all this talent that all of you have mentioned, these nice pieces, all this good stuff, the good things that were already going right. The schedule this year is completely different. We're going to play the Pittsburgh Pirates six games this year (laughs) and things like that. So how do you you know those next pieces could spell out a minimum to your point. 90 wins i don't see that being out of the ballpark here and i do think with the new renovations to the ballpark being kind of an unsung hero you know the you know 10th man 26th well sorry i can't say 26th man anymore 27th man (laughs) being the fans um really you know hyping that ballpark up and vibing it out and i think there's some good things going there that it's going to be hard for this team to not get through those hurdles because of all the other good, t- good things going on around the club. I think so. And to that point, the shifts have been now officially ruled out. There's a chance that we might actually steal some bases
4: this year. The bases
3: are bigger. <laughs> so maybe. Yeah. They're like this much bigger. Yeah. Like they're, they're the size of a laptop. Now we a pizza, box. They're a a pizza, box. pizza <laughs>
5: box from Luigi's pizza
4: nice there you go how many bases how many how many bases did the toronto maple beef steal last year i think he stole one actually yeah (laughs) double it for this season
5: double Double it it for this (laughs) season for the extra base bigger bags all the extra sleep you'll get with the new baby
4: Oh, my God, yes. <laughs> <laughs>
3: He'll be running to chase the baby in his sleep, probably. <laughs> so, but to that point, um, I do think there's a lot of good things going on, and it's not just this team being a 90-win team. The only catch on that whole thing is all these other teams have the same schedule and all the same rules. So I can only pepper that part of this into that conversation but i do think this is a 90 win team regardless of any way you slice it those are just some things that i think ensure the fact that's gonna happen because you are going to be able to beat up hopefully on some of those teams that we know are just going to have really rough years but the problem is i don't think any of those teams are really in our damn division boys so which is where the next piece of this conversation goes now that we've established the blue Jay baseline 90 win team and there i'd be saying outside of Jonathan Pablbon, experts are saying the same thing. So all in agreement. So the next question is what is going to happen with the Yankees? Are you fearing the evil empire at the moment? We'll go backwards this time. Um, Ken, the Yankees didn't really do a ton this off season, but they did probably sign the two biggest free agents in major league baseball by signing their own guy back in Aaron judge for a, Giant boat full of money, and then signing a pitcher in Carlos Rodon. Who, correct me if I'm wrong, boys, wasn't he second or third in the Saigon Word race in the National League this year? So, one of the best pitchers in baseball. All of a sudden, by the way, <laughs> I'm still waiting to see if that pans out in the uh, pinstripes in New York City. But I, there, there's something to that point because they were actually able to keep the team they had together which was a 90 win team bringing Carlos Rodon and ensure that you still have Aaron judge are there problems? Yes, but they also have some good prospects that might make them a, that same team that they were last year. Are you
4: afraid Ken of the New York Yankees? I wouldn't say afraid, but we'll definitely be super competitive with the Yankees. Like I think if we're not 1st Will be fight, like it'll be between the Jays and the Yankees. That's the way I'm kind of feeling it right now. Yeah, I don't know if Judge is going to have the exact same season like he did last year. That 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 just could be like a once in a blue moon kind of thing. But uh, with Rodin being there as well, that's definitely going to give some added problems for the Jays. How many games are there, are we playing the Yankees this year? I think it's, I think it's 12, fourteen. Fourteen. 14. 14 south right okay so but yeah like i think they're probably gonna be one of the bigger threats i think tampa bay is gonna be just yeah i think tampa is gonna be just a pain in our side like they always are but uh yeah that's why i'm not afraid of the yankees but i have a feeling we're always gonna be one upping them and then one upping us kind of thing Yeah. And Jason, that was the story last year. So do you think that narrative continues?
3: Although we did
5: take the Yankees
3: to school pretty good last
5: year. Yeah. I feel like, I mean, the Jays did have the Yankees number last year. Um, I think again, it speaks to the fact that if you, if you watch the teams that had their way with the Yankees, it was the teams that played like teams, Um, the individual teams, they're all going to be the same, which has always surprised me because up to sort of this year I always thought Houston was an individual based team I thought they were selfish and I thought all these other things now I've come to be, you know been proven wrong about that because they are a good team and they are good athletes but I think it it took them getting caught cheating for them to to come together as a team which is a weird thing to say but I think it's accurate Anyways,
3: and I'm sure Don Baylor had nothing to do with that. No, no.
5: Um, but so I, the, the way that I see it is I see the Jays winning, I see the Yankees chasing us the whole way through. Um, if the Yankees run into any kind of, of pitching injuries or injuries to any of their big three, they're done. They may end up down in four or five. They don't have the middle guts to take care of it. And those middle guts, they don't, they don't take care of anyways. They just care about big and the biggest of the big, um, I've got the Orioles landing in third, uh, above the Rays. It's going to be very close between those two, uh, and then, sorry, Red Sox Nation, um, you're you're in the turlet again. Um, they're gonna. I I, I think they're going to be bad, like bad, bad. Like I know
3: that... we are getting the predictions in a minute. You're jumping oh, ahead on me. Here. Sorry. <laughs> <We're>
2: gonna... <laughs> Off topic. Off topic.
3: <laughs> so, anyways, um, just the last. Bit of this whole thing on the Yankees. Uh, David, what are you thinking as far as the Yankees go? Um, do you think they are still a
6: quote-unquote 99-win team, as they said on paper? I think they are a formidable opponent for sure, but there are also some question marks going on. They're going through a bit of a youth movement right now. They're trying to work in two young players, Oswald Peraza and Oswaldo Cabrera. i sure won't create any kind of confusion like we, the names <laughs> does Nestor Cortez have the same year like he had last year? Does Judge at six or two months again? So I think the Yankees might not be as good as they were last year, but still a formidable opponent for the Chase.
3: Yeah. The one wild card that the Yankees also have is the fact that they have this young guy named Anthony Volpe, who is comparable allegedly to Derek Jeter. Mm <laughs> I find that humorous because everybody hated Derek Jeter as a minor leaguer and wondered what the hell he was doing there when he finally got up. (laughs) Just saying. (laughs) And so to compare him now to that seems awkward and odd to me. But I don't know if this is a 99-win team. I think they're a 90-win team still. But there's a chance the Blue Jays steal that from them is my current mantra because they also... Took a nice big hit to their starting pitching rotation the other day with a gentleman by the name of Frankie Montas going down for the season, not just for a little bit, the season. (laughs) What injury did he get? I believe it was his shoulder. He did something to. I did to look it up, but either way, I'm glad we dodged that bullet. All of a sudden, just saying, all the Blue Jays fans screaming and yelling, "Why haven't we gotten Frankie Montas?" Yes, last year around the trade deadline looking like a smart move at this point <laughs> opie
4: heels so. just not against the jace exactly
3: <laughs> so we discussed the evil empire and i think some of the stuff uh everybody alluded to a little bit because we're going to just keep going down the line here to the other american league east division opponents here because this is starting to sound like there's a chance we could squeak a division out here but i guess the one big question is on every major league baseball season since I can remember is, can we finally outraise the Rays? (laughs) Jason, it's your turn to go first on this one. (laughs) You're muted still, buddy.
5: (laughs) There we go. Um, I feel like the Rays, you know, are, they're a super athletic team. And that athleticism has, has, you know, sort of done them really well for the last couple of years but it's proving now that you have to be athletic and you have to have baseball IQ and baseball talent. Um, I think that's where they were kind of thin. Um, I don't see it pushing too much forward. They haven't made any, you know, giant moves to make me think, Oh, Hey, yeah, the, you know, the rays have got a great, great, great opportunity here. Um, I feel like the, the lack of, uh, the lack of fans, the lack of, of just, just, all they have down there is going to start to culminate. I think that what you're going to start to see is you're going to start to see more talk about them moving. You're going to see more talk about, you know, are they going to get a new stadium? Can they get anything done down there? And I feel like that's been wearing on this group for a while. The guys who've been there and the young guys coming up, just keep thinking to myself, okay, well, where can I get traded? At what point do the Yankees want to take me or do you know, do the, do the, where can I go? Um, or the You mat- think
3: uh, Wander Franco's thinking that already at 21? Yeah, I mean, He's been there for five minutes.
5: <laughs> that, that's my thought. Um, I mean, I've got them. I've got them below both the Yankees and the Orioles. Um, I don't think they're going to have a very good year. Um, just, I might be wrong, but I, I feel like I got a good beat on this one.
3: Yeah. I. Every time I say that, I get, I eat it. So I'm not saying it. <laughs> 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 I've said it many times on this show, and uh, former co-host Brendan Panikar, that this is his, this is his mantra. I'm never, I'm never down and on the the uh, Rays, and I'm not, and until the, some team finally figures out how to outraise the Rays, you can't beat them at their own game, which is exactly what you said about hu- hyper athleticism <laughs> and finding places to just pepper them around the diamond, and they have that in spades. David, um, oh, oh, the, the big, yeah. There you go. They're, you're wearing this one? Yeah. <laughs> so, David, the next piece of this whole thing on the race side is they're going to get a gentleman by the name of Tyler Glasnow finally back, possibly. They're also going to get a full season out of the men- gentleman that I just mentioned, possibly, in Wander Franco. Do you think those are quasi-acquisitions that make this team at least as good as it was last year?
6: <laughs> well, Glasnow, for sure, give them a little teaming with McClanahan, that will be a terrific uh duel to go up against for any team but when you saw in the postseason when they went against Cleveland they couldn't hit at all The team that relies on pitching a lot and yeah. if their offense goes cold but always count them out to always find a way to do it somehow pull it off I think the Rays might I think this might be the year where they missed the playoffs actually <laughs>
3: Yeah. And to that point, they have been the model of consistency. Ken, they were an 86-win team last year. Before that, in 2022, they were predicted to be exactly that, an 85-win team. So it's this is the predictions are noticing the same thing over and over and over again. Right now, the projections are saying that Tampa Bay will have the exact same record as last year, 86 and 76. And this is taking into account those pieces that we had just mentioned. Do you see the Rays still being an 86 win team?
4: So last season, they got 86. The season before that, they got 85. I'm predicting 84 this year, just, just for the sake of it, <laughs> just, to but, be that guy. Uh, just to be that guy. But uh, I kind of agree with Jason. I don't know how they're going to perform this year. They, Like you said, they're very athletic and and all that sort of stuff, but I don't, do they have the will to want to stick around? Like, I think you guys touched on a lot of good points there where I don't know. Right, if they're how if they have the if they're really into it this year, like you said, could a lot of them just be want to be traded, maybe, right? But I have a feeling still there's still going to be a pain in our sides regardless because I see like almost any game I tried watching like a, when I was watching last season it was always against the race for some reason I don't know why <laughs> so we play was, them too many times we play them schedule. too many <laughs> times so I I got really annoyed with how they were performing because I was they would always give us trouble, so could they do that again this year probably, but. I don't know if they're going to do as well with us as they might with other teams. Right. I think they're going to, like I said, I don't see them. I'd be in, I think they could be behind Baltimore. Like what, uh, like Jason was saying. Yeah. Um, and the latest rumor on the
3: stadium front is Tampa finally might be stepping up to the plate and wanting to keep their team. <laughs> um, the biggest problem with the Tampa Bay Rays is, if, if you guys, um, have ever looked at a map possibly to see where the actual ballpark is. It's not in Tampa Bay. <laughs> it's in st pete which is a pain in the ass for everyday commuters to get to after they get out of work during the week so being a person that's been there many a time um it's not the worst place i've ever seen a ball game it's definitely not the best (laughs) um have you been to open I had been to Oakland and oh, I will put it right on par with that. <laughs> um, and oh my God, I saw some pictures of what the Oakland Coliseum used to look like. And I'm like, why doesn't it look like that still? I he's it, it, still 10,000 times better than that giant monstrosity. they have in center field. It used to look like Kaufman stadium in center field, like where the Royals play. <laughs> so now they have these, they were showing old, <laughs> old uh, Reggie Jackson and, uh, Ricky Henderson clips the other day on MLB. So, <laughs> But there might be some finally some gas to the fire of the Rays finally staying. But the other pending piece of that is MLB expansion is probably going to be happening in the next couple of years. And there's a lot of teams, a lot of towns that want to bring a baseball team in. And we already seen the Las Vegas bring in, you know, football and hockey over the last year. Baseball is a pretty easy one to bring in when they actually have a very nice Miley ballpark.
5: Yeah. Vegas is a no-brainer for baseball. Wow. I, I am so surprised they haven't done it already. Having been there a couple times this year, um, it, it seems idiotic to me that they don't have it.
3: <laughs> it seems silly to me that hockey was the first of all the main sports to, eh, let's just go to the desert. <laughs> that worked out so well for the Phoenix Coyotes.
5: <laughs> I will say this about, about hockey in, in Vegas. It, it has exploded there at a level that no one thought was going to happen. The, yeah. And the reason like men, women child, everybody is wearing golden night stuff. And so I asked somebody, why have you guys taken to this team so much? And I guess when the shooting happened, but was that three years ago, four years ago? Um, the first, yep. the first entity that was to sort of say anything. And the, 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 the reason that Vegas strong started was the golden Knights. They had a thing they yep. put up right away. Jonathan Marchessault, Nathan Smith, and um, Marc-Andre Fleury went to the site. I'm telling you, this woman that I talked to had never watched a hockey game before them coming. That This year, she has flown to Minnesota twice to watch Marc-Andre Fleury. That's how much these people love this team. It's crazy. And they would do the same to baseball.
4: I think they would too. They'd latch right onto it. So, so what it so, so if they, if Vase does get a team, like is any, are we losing a team for that? Nope. Do they have to maintain the numbers or could it could literally just be added to a new, new league? It's pending
3: question at this point. Hmm. This could be the movie major league for the race. They don't get enough people to show up and watch the damn movie. Now <laughs> yeah. know, people go somewhere else. <laughs> um, and right now, well, there was, was it two, three years ago they were talking about being co-mingled between Montreal and uh Tampa and being yep. the X-rays. <laughs> that was the I thought that was still, I thought it was a great idea. <laughs> and then you would have known if the Montreal market is still ripe for with baseball fans, which many of us know that Canadian baseball is alive and well and just really needs that other piece to it. I love that the Blue Jays get the, the benefit of that whole fact that they are Canada's team, but it wouldn't shock me that another team comes in in the next few years. So enjoy it. Blue Jays fans while we have it. (laughs) So, but there's going to be other, other towns, like, like I said, lining up for the, either a move team like the possible Rays or one of those two new teams that they'll add to fill out ranks because they've been already talking realignment this offseason <laughs> just to get the divisions different. and change up some rivalries. That was part of the changing in the schedule. It was a bunch of things. So,
1: and- Brain fog, insomnia, moodiness, weight gain. Maybe you think they're just part of getting older. But Midi health understands that for women over 40, they can all connect to menopause. It's at the root of dozens of symptoms we experience, not just hot flashes. MIDI clinicians are menopause experts, offering safe, effective, FDA-approved solutions covered by insurance. Ninety-one percent of MIDI patients get relief from symptoms within just two months. Book your virtual visit today at joinmidi.com.
3: Anyway, I digress because we have more teams to talk American League East with, <laughs> and the next question I have, boys, is does the Oak or does the Baltimore Orioles youth? kick them into high gear because <laughs> they, they got some talent that they've been racking up from being a God awful baseball team for the last three years, along with making some weird trades that people weren't expecting. Like they did last year training at the time, one of the better closers in last year's baseball season in the Minnesota for some youngsters, those youngsters might actually pay off already this year for them. That's how good they've been recruiting and easily probably have one of the best minor league baseball teams or their clubs period right now. So it's very interesting, David, you look like you got that tidbit or something ready to go with. <laughs>
6: yeah. The Orioles pretty much shocked everybody last year. I, I think Adley Rushman's entering his first full year in the league. I think he'll be one of the best players in the league within a few years. We'll definitely yeah. lead that team. I think they could definitely be over 500 again, even sneak past the race or fu- third place in the division. But they're definitely an up and coming team that the Jays will have to worry about for sure. Yeah. As well as definitely like gonna have them nipping at their heels. Yeah. Go ahead. I was gonna say as well as well as Gunnar Henderson, Cedric Mullins. This is a pretty young, exciting team.
3: Yeah. Uh Jason, I believe it's your turn. What do you think this youth movement continues for them? Because there's they have two guys that are gonna play as uh, David just mentioned, Gunnar Henderson, they're gonna get for a whole season and they're looking to run with him. And I believe I'm It's slipping my mind, the young pitcher that they have, but he's the number one pitching prospect in baseball. Is that Grayson Rodriguez? That's
5: it. (laughs) I mean, it's, you know, for me, I I really like the Orioles. I hate to say it, but I really, really, really do. Um, I love, you know, the fact that they didn't go out and, and, you know, spend a whole bunch (laughs) of money on a giant name arm. They know, and this is to their credit. They know that if they make it to the playoffs this year, it's gravy they're probably not expected to be there. If they can even get into the wild card, that's probably gravy. They're they're taking this slowly and in nice little mm-hmm. steps. I mean, you know, they've got Braddish, they've got Kramer, they've got Rodriguez, they've got all these, these arms. The question is similar to another team that wears blue is the middle. It's all in the middle. They've got starting pitching. They've got good closing pitching. They've got good athletic guys. They got guys that can hit the ball out. You know, sound like anybody you guys know that rhymes with blue Jays, you know, like it's, it's, <laughs> it's, it's ironic to see, um, and it's going to be fun because the Orioles games, I mean, you're going to see games that are 12, 13, 14, 15, 17, like they don't care. It's pedal down baseball. You the, you get up four on them. They're like, we don't care. Are you kidding me? We're going to go hit three dingers. It's they, they It's awesome. So much fun. Yeah. (laughs) Adley
3: Rushman went a mere 15 and 24 in the month of May. (laughs) So just saying he didn't play the whole, that was from May 21st to the end of the month. So that was his first debut piece to the whole thing. Um, so he's easily one of the best catchers in baseball right now. And I believe that he was actually ranked right up there with Kirk on MLB now's rankings. So it was three, four, I believe right there for Kirk and then, uh, Rushman. Um, but they also did some good moves. They, they, they snuck in and stole Kyle Gibson off the free agent yeah. market, a good consistent three, four pitcher. Um, yeah. as far as starting rotation ranks go, um, they did get just enough to offset the fact that they do have some youngsters on this team with guys like Gibson.
2: Oh,
3: I'm having trouble. can uh, tell me. <laughs> they, I think the I think the Orioles are sneaking in and setting themselves up to be the new
4: Tampa Bay Rays currently. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. I think I think like Jason and myself, we kind of feel the same way that uh, we just. I think it's Baltimore season to really shine or not, right? Because I still don't think they can beat us uh, if going for first, but they're adding the pieces and they got, like you said, they got a lot of youth on their side. And I love their stadium just for the fact that I know that if I'm watching sports highlights, that if a Baltimore Orioles game is on, there should at least be four home runs per game. God help yeah. me if it's a no-hitter. I'm you're like, still you, saying you? that
3: even after they changed the fences last year. Yeah. That's the funny
4: thing. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, uh, yeah, I think they're definitely, like they said, they're going to overtake Tampa Bay, I have a feeling. And uh, they are going to give us some competitive games for sure. But I still think we're going to come out on top. But uh, Baltimore definitely will be improved this year.
5: Greg, ground are on mute. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
2: I'm
4: banging my headphones, man. Jeez. I told Jason.
5: <laughs> I heard the dogs barking. I had to be nice. <laughs> so guys, they
3: were an 83 win team last year. Um, in the midst of that, I never thought in a million years, their window was going to start opening last year. I figured they were going to be close to 500, not exceeding it by that amount. They were 10 games above it. And I don't see them taking a step back. Like everybody seems to think they're going to do this year. Not when you're going to have uh, Grayson Rodriguez and Kyle Gibson in that starting rotation because that's what killed them at the end of the year. They ran out of gas. They had nobody that could eat up any innings. It was just pure mayhem. It was like, they could have gotten me up there to pitch and it would have been still one of the guys going you know, horrible, you know, <laughs> it wasn't helping anything. Um, they couldn't get enough arms to keep coming through, and it just really suffered them at the end of the season. And they still found ways to win because of those offensive pieces we were just mentioning. And I just, I think they're going to have a really good season, and I think they're going to be very, very pesky this year. <laughs> Go ahead, Stated. You look like yes on say.
6: I was, it's pretty much following the model that the Astros took ten years ago. The Astros lost 100 games every year. And they actually <laughs> actually have uh, Astros. They actually have pieces from the Astros organization, Mike Elias and Stig Medel in their front office. They were right there with Jeff Lunau rebuilding the Astros, and now they're trying to do the same thing with yeah. the Orioles.
3: Yeah, um, the one thing I do like. The Washington Nationals came into the town within an hour drive to Baltimore, basically, you know, two hours, something like that. Yeah. They took a lot of Baltimore Orioles fans by winning that World Series with Harper and Strasburg and everything like that. I, I'm dying to see that come full circle again. That, is, to your point, Ken, that is one of the be- most beautiful ballparks I've been to in my life, and the one here in Rochester actually, because we were the ba- Baltimore Orioles minor league team for many years is actually kind of quasi modeled after Camden yards here in Rochester. So it's kind of nice to have that little connection to it, but I've been there a bunch of times. I was there when Roberto Alomar and Cal Ripken were playing up the middle talking about, awesomeness up the middle. I'm sorry to say Rundo Dor is not exactly anchoring the other side of that diamond up very much, but <laughs> I digressed. Um, but Gunnar Henderson is going to be something special. And then you got the rest of those guys in there too. And it's going to be a very interesting up the middle for them. And uh, that's how Alex Anthopoulos built this team for us in 2015. So they're doing that same thing. Good ball clubs have good solid players up the middle, catching, pitching, Shortstop, second base, one of those two, and then center field. And I got that right now. So, so Cedric Mullins just saying was uh what was he 30-30 or 40-40 two years ago? Yeah. Get yeah, a little bit of an off-year compared to that year before that, but broke out as a true leader on that team, which is very interesting. So we have one more team in the American League to discuss, gentlemen, and that is the Boston Red Sox. Raphael Devers. Hit their stride. Yeah, we got to face just Raphael Depp. Um, do, they, do you think they hit their stride at all? Because nobody expected them to really do anything last year. And yet they just wouldn't go away for the first three months of the season. And they were there for a long time. <laughs> I don't know what to think right now looking at this roster for the uh, Boston Red Sox. Jason, do you see a giant threat here at all? Or was Jonathan Papelbon right that they're going to finish
5: fifth? (laughs) Well, I feel like, so I know a fair amount about the Red Sox. I've all, I've I've kind of, because I'm a big underdog guy ever since, you know, they were when they won a a number of years ago and finally broke the curse. You know, it's a very enchanting franchise. I've been to Fenway a bunch. It's an amazing, amazing ballpark. If you ever get a chance, please go. I mean, Their starting rotation is good. I mean, they've got Chris Sale, they've got Kluber, they've got James Paxton. Um, You know, but those guys have all three been hurt so much it's ridiculous. Like they have punch cards at the ER, like nobody else in the league.
3: Um, (laughs) At least for Tommy John. (laughs) Yes.
5: The introduction of uh, you know it's it's great. They signed Devers. I mean, he's an excellent hitter and, and a good third baseman. But they they also signed Justin Turner. So I guess. One of them is going to play short, I would assume. Turner would be my guess. Um, but you know, they also have, have Mondesi, who's a you know, he's an interesting part of the team. Um, I feel like the big thing for the Red Sox, and and I I don't think that they can make this happen, is they need to make the city of Boston believe, because if the, the city of Boston produces champions at a ridiculous rate. Unbelievable. Like it's it's actually quite disgusting. But that being said, they need to believe. And if they don't, the team goes down with them. So if they can get some wins and they can get some some charge at the start of the season, I mean, you know, it's baseball. That's why we have to go play it. But if they don't, if they can't get any traction, it's going to be a long year on Yaki way.
3: And what do you get from all these injury guys? I just think it's funny that they let go one of the bigger injury guys over the last years. And he was probably their best pitcher all last year. And that was Nathan Avaldi, who is now a Texas Ranger. Correct me if I'm wrong. Yep. (laughs) So, David, do you think this... Anybody on this staff even gets to 100, 150 innings when you were talking about Kluber, Sale. Nick Pavetta probably will, but (laughs) that's not even a guarantee. And James Paxton hasn't pitched very much over the last two years, period. So somebody's got to (laughs) pitch.
6: Seeing a Red Sox fans on Twitter, you think those team team are going to win like 40 games or something? (laughs) 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 Doom and despair on one Red Sox nation right now. Uh, So
3: Jason's winning his argument is what you're saying.
6: (laughs) Yeah, I I like some of the. I like some of the pitchers. Tanner Houck, Garrett Willock are pretty good pitchers. Chris Sale is always hurt. If he stays healthy, who knows if he get back to what he is? But uh, and that's. it's not looking good in Boston right now. I wouldn't expect much, much to move this year.
3: Yeah. And then, Ken, I guess the question is can one guy truly carry an offense? Because Trevor Story will be coming back from an injury. We mentioned Alberto Mondesi, who's been a Kansas City Royal for a million years. He's a very speedy guy but he's not known for hitting the ball in the ballpark and barely can i feel like get on base anymore so he can't steal first <laughs> but um ken raphael devers a guy that has been a perennial mvp guy that just got this giant extension does he is he the is he able to carry this offense i just don't see it being uh because you can pitch around him now you don't have to face him all the time is he gonna bet, bat 300 like he's done the last few years with 30 home runs what do you think?
4: I'm going to say even Kelly Gruber can't help the Boston Red Sox this season. That's he tried it, once though. He tried yeah, once. He
2: <laughs>
4: <laughs> but I, I don't. I just don't see a lot for for Boston. Like you said, like if if they're almost down in the dumps, almost like a Tampa Bay where they're kind of not believing. I don't see. I don't see it happening At this least year. At the fandom isn't. The fandom. <laughs> that's the. But that's that's the. What is it? The tenth or eleventh player on the team, or whatever we call it the fans are, what number oh, like, are they? Nah, I was play? saying 27 now, because you know I mean? <laughs> it was the 25th guy, the but team, now it's, <laughs> you know, that's what it is. And if, 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 if you don't have it, it's, you know, doesn't really motivate the players to really play even harder. So regardless of the pieces there, if it's, if sitting behind you, that's not happened this year. Yeah. <laughs>
3: I just don't think there's enough in the tank there. I really don't. If you were going to tell me who scares me the most in baseball at all, I would think the uh, Red Sox are actually in my bottom five. And they're hanging out with the up and comers of the, uh, you know, watching the Pirates, I think are going to be possibly this year's uh, Oakland or uh, Baltimore Orioles this year. Um, (laughs) Key Brian Hayes and that O'Neill Cruz guy are just something to watch. And I think their young pitching is going to get them just enough so then you know uh watching the blue jays old pharma guy uh run that whole thing is a horrible idea <laughs> so but so the is anybody curious what the actual quote-unquote experts are saying for the rankings for the seasons yeah. <laughs> everyone except apple so, but sure please share everyone else <laughs> apple bum <laughs> uh but so i because David had to point this out because I didn't know what it stand, stood for before the uh, show here. Because the quote-unquote expert is this algorithm called the Pagoda Projections. And this algorithm is, has been pretty damn on point over the last few years. And until David uh, mentioned, I didn't realize it was an acronym. I thought it was some computer, <laughs> whatever it was called. You know, I did three years, like how like IBM calls Watson. Watson. <laughs> so, but it is actually the Player Empirical Comparison and Optimization Test algorithm is what it stands for. Just, just for roll. the educated person, because that wasn't off. Top.
6: Yeah. rolls off the tongue. I was going to say that.
3: For he gets wearing uh, winter hats outside, inside, you know, <laughs> Can't kind of have the out, yeah. The, uh... So they're saying that the Yankees are going to win the American League East at ninety-eight and sixty-four. <laughs> Okay. The Toronto Blue Jays will be number two at 90 and 72. The 90 and 72 Tampa Bay. Yes, which would be correct me if I'm wrong, damn near identical to last year almost. Was it 92 last year? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, um, the Tampa Bay Rays will take third at 86 and 76, which, like I had mentioned a few moments ago, is the exact record they just got out of this last season, and somehow. The Boston Red Sox win 80 games. In lose 82 so two games under 500 and this is the one that really baffles me and I'm and they actually predicted last year that the Baltimore Orioles were going to be above 500 level no no sorry I take that back they screwed this one up bad <laughs> last year with the Orioles they said last year with the Orioles it was going to be 61 and 101 they were 83 and 79
2: <laughs> mm. and they're
3: doing the same dumb thing again this year with saying they are 74 and 88 win team (laughs) or lost team. So Mm. Um, outside the Orioles, not being that bad is what it seems. Everybody's thinking, Ken, do you agree with where that is? Or do you think it's going to be a lot closer in certain places?
4: Like I said before, I think the Jays are going to definitely be either be top or not that far off. I think we're definitely going to build on the 92 win season that we had last year. Like I said, I'm guesstimating about 95 ish. 95 is a good number. Let's go with 95. It's clean. (laughs) It's clean. (laughs) My
3: wife will yell at you because it's an odd number. It has to be an even number. (laughs) Fine, 96. (laughs) (laughs) There is the optimism. He went up, not down. (laughs) Jason, what do you think?
5: Well, I, I, mean, I really
3: am not hard pressed to see the Rays at the exact same record, but there's some weirdness going on there for yeah, some other things.
5: I feel like like we've been talking I, I, I'm hoping that this program isn't the same one that does the electronic umpiring, because I feel like there might be some <laughs> repeats that, <laughs> that, um, but We max Hedrum, Reboot windows but, now. Yeah. Max <laughs> getting involved. But, uh, I mean, you know, the Yankees are an interesting thing because they really all are an all-star team for all intents and purposes. They, they, are un- lineup is disgusting. If they can co- have some cohesion and they can stay healthy, the Jays are in trouble. I mean, it's, it's, it's the fact of the matter. Uh, I'm, I'm making my prediction of the Jays winning the division based on fandom. And if the Jays stay healthy and all those same things happen to them, but if they don't, yeah and the Yankees stay healthy. If judge stays healthy and hits another, you know, 60 bombs and, and they get more from Juan Carlo and they're pitching. I mean, they're, they're just, they got a, a, a stable of tortures. There's no good starter to face in that lineup. You look at the card that you get that you're like, Oh God, him. Oh, him, like it's ridiculous. But I'm going to say this again, (laughs) they're not a team. They're not a team. And if they stay that way all year long, they'll end up in second place, and they'll lose again in the playoffs, just like the Edmonton Oilers always do lately.
3: Not a team. I think I, I think I have the perfect a, um, anecdote for you on the whole "not a team" thing. Aaron Judge gets beamed by Alec Manoa. <laughs> Alec Manoa, you see him and Judge having a wonderful. You know, sportsman yeah. moment and Garrett Cole's right to murder somebody. Yeah. I think the message might have been missed a little there. <laughs> Just saying. And being the guy that lives in New York out of the room here, um, you wouldn't believe how many people say that same thing as Yankees fans around here. And they point to one single person that is not bringing them together. And it's not Aaron Judge. He's actually trying to do it. Does anybody want to take a wild guess? George Steinbrenner? <laughs> Yeah, from the grave, <laughs> from the grave? <laughs> or his son. His son.
2: <laughs>
3: uh, they are all amazing, shocked that Aaron Boone is still the manager of this club. I'm not a fan. So, I he doesn't strike me as a guy that is that guy to bring the team together with all that talent on it. And the Yankee fans have been saying that since the day he got hired, and I think it's proving more and more right every wow. day. So. I will be shocked if he doesn't make it through this season with the a win, what's gonna happen in Yankee fandom because I think there is the coming. <laughs> so David, what do you think about these rankings?
6: Well, Blue Jays did play at a hundred win pace in the John Snyder last year, so I don't think they'll win a hundred games, but they definitely win more than ninety, I think. Um I think they're obviously you like Ken's number at 96, then 96, <laughs> around 94, 95. I'll tell you around there. There you go. It might be better than last year. They're yeah. obviously underestimating the Orioles. Once again, I so I think they have that number way off, but other than that, I, yeah. th- I think it's pretty accurate. As far yeah. as I don't know how
3: thing. the Orioles take such a step back. It just doesn't make any sense. Yeah. So I don't know. <laughs> So, boys, we're getting close to the hour here. Um, I did want to throw one thing out here because it's already been the talk. I camp, And it is the fact that Matt Chapman is just like everybody else this time of year in the best shape of his life and looks like a Greek god. <laughs> <laughs> but just saying, just like everybody else this time of year, they're in the best shape of their life if you were able to talk him into it and we'll go start with David here with this and work our way back to you, Ken, um, are you throwing a brick of money at, at Matt Chapman to keep him a blue Jay for the next three years?
6: I'll definitely try to, whether he it or not. Remember he's a, he's a a Scott Boris client and, Scott Boris is gonna let one of his clients this told the free. It will Steve. take a brick of money. <laughs> yes. An actual brick. <laughs> <laughs> so
3: but if you were able to do it and find a way to make it happen, you're doing
6: it. Yeah, that definitely He's still still relatively young. He said he loves being here. He wants to stay with his team, so I'll definitely try to want him.
3: I think that right there is the biggest piece to it. Not only is he obviously putting in the work, but he wants to be with this club. He didn't want to leave Oakland. He wanted to go and stay through the whole... whatever the hell they're doing right now <laughs> I can't call it a rebuild. <laughs> uh, Jason, what do you think? Do you think there is something there to be said that maybe they're talking about this already?
5: Yeah, I, I do. Definitely. Um, I don't think the Jays would be looking to lock Chapman up too long. I think if they could get him for the right dollar and the right distance, uh, they would be very interested. I mean, his defense is flawless he is so <laughs> unbelievable at third base um you know he, he 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 didn't hit probably as well as he wanted to last year but he really you know he went in fits and starts and he 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 had some high times and some low times uh, i like him a lot uh, i liked what he had to say about the city of toronto and and liking the fandom and and you know just liking the core and i mean i know guys have to say they're not going to say "Oh, it sucks you know but it, it's, it's one of those things that he, he strikes me as being a very genuine dude. And I think if they mm. get off, you know, I think if they get off to a good start this year, they can dangle a carrot in front of him, and say, Hey, you know, you can do this for another five years. If you want to Matt, you know, like, and mm. I feel like for him, he does like to win and he would like to be on a team that wins. And so I feel like that would be enough to get him. Um, and a brick of money. I don't know I think I left yeah. that part out, but the, <laughs> and the brick again, of money. Again, <sighs> again dump truckload of money. But you know, again, if you if you get the right number and the right distance, I don't mind throwing money at him.
3: Yeah. And I wouldn't shock me that if you were able to talk him with his tenure outside of his glove, obviously being one of the best in baseball, to your point. Um, his offense has been spotty, so teams are gonna go after him on his offense, and this is why we're not going to pay you. <laughs> but you guys remember what it looked like watching him right off the bat last year in April going into May. And it was like, wow, it was kind of looked like he was swinging a sword, you know, kind of thing. He turned that around so well <laughs> to the point where he hit 30 home runs last year. Almost 30 home runs. <laughs> Imagine yeah. if he actually got off of that start that he did. He probably is looking somewhere in the ballpark of a 250 batting average with 30 plus home runs, not a 229. <laughs> so it's gonna be very interesting to see that clearly last year he got healthy finally from his hip issues. And now he's had a real off season. That's gonna say something. And I think that's why you have a best shape of his life, candidate. <laughs> so Ken, <laughs> are you paying him? I think you find a way to get him here for three, four more years.
4: Yeah, I mean like right now he's getting about two like what twelve twelve point five right now. Like how how much of a brick Something do you like think we
6: should, how much of a brick do we need to give him to keep him?
4: At least that brick. At least minimum <laughs> for the five. Yeah, like if you can I'm just kidding, can, I didn't look it
5: up. <laughs> if you could probably yeah. looking at about a it- he he he'd come out at about a fifteen million dollar guy. I think
4: fifty million. Okay, if that's the case, a slight increase. Not, not not. Yeah, I definitely think we should keep him if he can replicate the amount of home runs he hit last year, almost thirty. I mean, I hope he does make. A, I hope he does hit a little bit better because he yeah, had two twenty nine. Mm, might be a little bit of a holdback, right? but if he can even hit like two fifty, two sixty with thirty home runs, then that 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 that's what I would hope for him to, to, to produce for the Jays. So, and uh, you know, he's no Kelly Gruber, but he's still a good third baseman.
3: So the blue Jays signed him to a two year, $25 million contract just to buy out his arbitration years, the last two years, Um, this being the last of that. So yes. Um, To that point though, it doesn't sound like that would be like you, we've been saying he's one of the best defensive third baseman in baseball. So you're going to pay for that. And I figure it's somewhere in that ballpark of 15 to 20 a year. Yeah. And wouldn't I wouldn't
5: if, if he increases his batting average and still hits 30, he's going to be asking for 20. There's no doubt about it. And I mean, he's probably worth 18 to 15 to 18. Um, but mm-hmm. if We can get the best part of his life as a J and he is consistent. Then it's worth it. Um, that 20 million ages itself out nicely. I think as long as they can sort of keep it, you know, on a level, not any kind of increase, but we'll see.
3: You just take now that Hyunjin Ryu's contract is ending and you defer that money over to Matt Chapman, (laughs) (laughs) then you're good. (laughs) Because as much as I would, you know, I'd love to see Ryu build himself back up and be an awesome pitcher again. He's not making another $20 million a year contract at this point in his career. So to that point, I am happy to buy out Matt Chapman's window of his 10 is great years in baseball because he's going to be 30 here in a few weeks. <laughs> I'm just saying, so it's not,
2: I think it Damn said on his uh,
3: baseball <laughs> reference page, he was uh thir- or 29 and 300 days or something like that. So in the next two months, he <laughs> will be 30.
6: <laughs> I didn't know it was going to be math on this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Uh,
3: what? What? There's 362 years days in <laughs> and a, uh, a, a train leaves Chicago going. <laughs> I was waiting for that train. And another question. one leaves from Milwaukee going. Oh, <laughs> uh. so boys, this is the end of the night. Is there anything else you anybody would like to bring up uh, and discuss here to end the show
4: on? Well, let's just uh prayers with the Toronto Maple Beef. Hopefully, uh his little baby the maple the maple meat meatball will beef be coming lit. out soon. because meat- <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, I think, yeah, like I said before, like I think I read the reports that the baby was supposed to be due February the thirteenth and we're already what the twenty second. And uh so hopefully the baby is okay and uh can't wait to have him back because he is very missed, according right you know, to the to
5: the reports right now. So we're well, missing the maple important. beef. It's important yeah. for him yeah. to be there. Um yeah. 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 For me, um, it was pink shirt day today. Um, I'm a big advocate of it. Um, I, uh, you know, when we really try and work on, on a lot of mental aspects with young athletes, um, we had a, a really tragic situation out here as well with a a, a U 15 hockey player. And I just want, you know, people to know that there's people out there that you can talk to. Um, there's, a um, there's a thing called the foundry that uh, some good friends of ours started out here in, uh, in BC. And it just, if you're 13 to 18 years old or you can even be younger um, and you need somebody to talk to about something, reach out to somebody, reach out to a teacher, to a friend, to a parent, somebody Um, don't let it get there. Um, It's so tragic when you see it happen and you know, on a day like today, it it really hits home with that kind of stuff. So.
3: (laughs) And to that point, if you just want to talk baseball, you're more than welcome to come join us here on our show. We're happy to (laughs) have So always a voice to be heard here. So, David, I think this is your shameless self-promoting part of the hour. So if you would like to talk uh, to the Blue Jays fans of where they can find your work and what you've been uh, up to writing over at
6: Jay's Journal recently. (laughs) Yeah, well, spring training games start this weekend. So there's time next week we'll be able to actually talk about some game action I'm excited to see their young young players. Ricky Tiedemann, Asen Berger. We were talking about Matt Chapman earlier. Maybe Berger advances this season to the point where he's ready to take over next year and then we'll have to pay Matt Chapman next year. (laughs) Yeah. I that,
3: but I do like Matt Chapman just
6: saying
3: <laughs> <laughs> man, man. But, so well, it's great stuff David keep up the good work over there at Jay Zero. and obviously we Thank will you. have you back on here at some point in the near future as well uh, Blue Jays fans if you haven't caught us this evening live during our show here on YouTube twitter linkedin wherever the heck you get your uh streaming pleasures from make sure you listen to us wherever you get your podcasting pleasures from on apple spotify google podcasts wherever it might be we are here for you each and every week and maybe we're going to think about something else for the spring uh, for the, the actual spring training games and stuff that might start in the next weeks here or next weekend um we're gonna have some fun with you on twitter or whatever it might be at a twitter spaces event coming up soon make sure you join us for that and until then boys i think it is is the two claps and the rick flair let's go blue jays so one two three Woo-hoo.
2: let's
4: go blue jays, blue jays. yes thank you for listening to the Jaybird bird watching podcast please follow us on facebook instagram twitter twitch at bird watching gc and our youtube channel if you want to support the show and get extra content please consider joining to our patreon at patreon.com slash birdwatching